Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Life is full of challenges. And sometimes when those challenges become overwhelming, it creates baggage in our life. Maybe it was a time that you were rejected. Maybe it was a time where things didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Maybe it was a time somebody put a label on you that was unfair. Maybe you've been abandoned. Baggage happens in so many different areas of our life and it limits us sometimes. This week we'll be looking at two Bible characters, Saul and David, before they became kings. And although they had a prestigious position, they too also had baggage in their life. And ultimately, the way you handle your baggage determines the outcome of your life. And this week, we're going to learn how you can spark joy by letting go of the baggage to find freedom and pursue God opportunities. Let's look at this. Good afternoon, Stevens Creek. How you doing? Yeah, man, the energy is just so awesome in here this morning. Uh, this afternoon, rather. I'm glad to see y'all and excited about what we're getting ready to do. I was going to come up here and, um, you know, bow down and uh, introduce myself to the stage, but we did promise not to be weird uh, to your guests and friends. So hi, friends. This is us not being weird. And um, just so glad that you guys are with us. If you're watching online, welcome. We're so glad you're here and it's a great day to be here. So we're starting a brand new series called Tidying Up, really sparking joy by letting go. Sometimes we feel like if I could just add that one thing or if I got this other thing, this promotion, this next thing, that my life would be better. But sometimes God works in subtraction that he takes something away or he wants us to let go of something in order for our life to be full. And so um, I'm excited. If you have your Bibles, turn or click with me to first Samuel chapter 10, verse 22 and first Samuel chapter 17, verse 22. First Samuel chapter 10. And verse 22, so they asked the Lord, where is he? He being um, Saul, where is he? And the Lord replied, he is hiding among the baggage. And then first Samuel chapter 17 and verse 22. And it says, and David left the things, those things were uh, the bags he was carrying. And David left those things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. I want to talk to you for a few moments on letting go of the baggage. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. I pray that you would give us ears to hear and um, to receive what you have to say in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So um, my wife was here at the earlier service, but um, I was looking at her earlier this week and I just realized for the millionth time that I married up. Hey, y'all laughing because you look at me and you see her and you realize that too. That's okay. I know that. But that's not the reason because I have a sneaky suspicion that my wife is a superhero. Now, I did the whole superhero check with her. Ready? 
All right. First one, super strength. So uh, when my son came while she was pushing, I was fainting. She has super strength. Check. Number one. Second one was super hearing. Uh, you know, I used to take the night shift when the baby was um, not sleeping during the night and we would go to another room so she could rest. And then one night she woke me up with our son crying next to me and me sleeping and her hearing. So super hearing check. Great. And then the next one is uh, when she spends time in the phone booth, I mean, the bathroom, and she comes out, she's a totally different person. So check number three, she's got to be a superhero. So one day I decided we we had to go home and uh, we had to fly to Connecticut. And I said, you know what? You have been working so hard. You've got all this stuff. You've been super mom. I'm going to fly with the baby and just give you a day so you can relax and not have to deal with us messing up the house or doing something. You can just really relax. And so I figured I had spent so much time with her. Some of that super had to rub off on me. And so me and our son head to the airport and I got everything together, all the bags and I make a rookie mistake. I go past the baggage check-in and forget to check in my bags. And so I got the stroller. I got my bag and a couple of his bags and he's not walking yet. And I get to security and uh, you see the veteran parents just looking at me smirking and just shaking the head like bless. It's not going to work out for him. And so I'm doing it and I'm trying to uh, put down the stroller and put everything through. And my son is not cooperating at the very moment that I need him to cooperate. And everything is going wrong. And I was overwhelmed because I had too much baggage and I couldn't handle it. In the show Tidying Up, the Netflix show, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Then you'll understand why I made that joke in the beginning that you didn't laugh at. Um, Tidying up, we meet family after family who struggle with having too much stuff and too much baggage. Episode after episode, we see people who are struggling with too much stuff and too much baggage. The two uh, passages of scripture today that we read introduce us to two individuals, Saul and David. We uh, get a glimpse at their life before they become kings. We we see uh, moments in their life where although they come from two different places and although they both are kings, there's something that they both deal with and that's baggage. And here's your first fill in the blank is that we all have baggage. We all have baggage. And uh, no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, we all have something that we are carrying. Baggage is defined as past experiences and or long held ideas that are burdens and impediments in our lives. I'm not sure what your baggage is. It could be pain of your past. It could be trauma that happened when you were younger. It could be shame. It could be regret. It could be uh, wondering what, what's going to happen. Maybe it's rejection. Maybe somebody has done something to you in your past. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Whatever your baggage is, one thing that we do understand is that we all carry some baggage. We either have had baggage or we have baggage currently that we're dealing with. 
In the case of Saul, his baggage was a little complicated because on the outside, Saul looked like he had the perfect life. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, starting in verse 1, we see the Bible describe to us the background that Saul comes from. His father is Kish, and he comes from a family who is wealthy, well-off. They have money, power, and respect. They have influence and favor. He comes from a big family, and not only did he win the the uh, the family lottery but he won the genetic lottery the scripture says he was tall and handsome it says no one was more handsome than him in all of Israel he was the best looking person coming from the best family it looks like everything is great and wonderful for him but there's a problem on the inside he's carrying some baggage and many of us look the same If somebody read our resume, it would look like everything is wonderful. Everything is great. But on the inside, we are carrying baggage. We see this in Saul's case. If you go down a little bit in chapter 9, in verse 21 and 22, uh, Samuel comes to Saul and says, God has big plans for your life. God wants to use you. God wants to elevate you. He wants to do awesome things in your life. And it was a moment that Saul should be excited and have joy, but he can't because he's dealing with baggage. He's carrying some weights. His response shows us what he's carrying. If you look at that verse, uh, verse 21 and 22, he says to Samuel, after all of this, he says to him, but why are you saying this to me? I'm from the smallest tribe and I'm from the smallest, most insignificant family. Why are you saying these awesome things to me? And in short, what Saul was saying to Samuel is that I'm too small for what you're saying. I'm not good enough for what you are saying. And although scripture tells us that he was more than qualified. He's struggling with the baggage of insecurity. He's struggling with the weight of low self-esteem. He's wrestling with family expectations. He is carrying baggage. And many of us in here this afternoon, God is saying the same thing to us. That I have big plans for your life. I want to use you for my glory. I want to take your talents. I want to take the gifting that I've gave you. Even what you've had before. And I want to use it for my glory. I have great plans for you. But we can't really receive it because we are struggling with the baggage. We're carrying too much stuff. And for some of us, uh, what we're carrying is not a result of something that we have done ourselves. But what we're carrying is a result of something that has happened to us. And here, here's the second fill in the blank is that baggage clutters our life. Baggage has an influence on the way we think and it has an influence on the decisions we make. Because of what has happened before, I'm going to respond like this. 
That's what baggage does. It it changes the lens of our perspective and it clutters our life. It delays your promises. There are some things you should have obtained already. There are places in God that he wanted to release to us, but baggage delays our promises. Not only does it delay your promises, but it derails your potential. You, You were heading on the right track, but it seems like something happened and it throws you off. You were headed in the right direction but you've got distracted by baggage and stuff and you got stuck and not only does it do those two things but it also destroys your potential it destroys your purpose you begin to wonder what am I here for can I accomplish the dreams that I've always had is there purpose for me Can I do this? And this is how the enemy works a lot of times. John 10 and 10 tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Wants to clutter our lives. On page 142 of Marie Kondo's book, she says, clutter is the result of a failure to return things where they belong. Failure is caused uh, clutter is caused by a failure to return things where they belong. And many of you in here today have picked up some things God never intended for you to carry. You've picked up some weights that God never intended for you to carry. And today God is saying, I want you to be free from that. There, There's clutter in your life. The baggage is there, but I want to set you free. I want you to be free from the burdens of the things that you're carrying, free from the burdens of the things you're wrestling with. David understood a lot about cluttered lives because of the baggage he was carrying. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, we see the story of David's introduction on the scene in scripture. But what we see in that story is also the baggage that David carried in his life. Uh, what scripture tells us is that Samuel comes and he uh, meets Jesse and invites Jesse and all of his sons to a special occasion, a celebration, a time of worship. But what Jesse does is he decides to adjust the invitation and he invites all of his sons except for David. Have you ever been in a place where you are on the outside looking in? Have you ever not been invited? Have you ever been in a place where you felt rejected? This is what David had been dealing with. Jesse had rejected him, didn't invite him to the occasion. But by the spirit of God, Samuel realizes someone is missing from the party. And he looks at Jesse and says, is there someone missing? Do you have another son? And Jesse's response is striking. Uh, In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 11, we see Jesse's response. He says, yeah, there is one, the youngest. And I want you to highlight that word youngest because that word, uh, it translates in English youngest, but it's a Hebrew adjective word uh, called katan. And what that word means is small, diminutive, insignificant, and unimportant. This is what Jesse, his father says about David. Yeah, there's one missing, but he is small. 
He's insignificant. He's unimportant. And some of you have had those same labels put on you and you've been carrying that baggage of someone saying you will never amount to anything, that you are nothing, that you are small, that you are unimportant. But I've stopped by to tell you those are lies of the enemy. You are precious in God's sight that he has purpose and plans for you and you don't have to live with the baggage of other people's labels on your life. You don't have to live in the shadow of those labels. But not only does Jesse say he's insignificant, but context tells us that although Jesse wasn't the richest man, they had enough money to have servants, but he didn't allow the servants to take care of the sheep. He sent David to take care of the sheep. So his excuse for not welcoming him when Samuel uh, tried to find out who was missing was that he's busy with the sheep. Because all he could see about David was he's just going to be a servant. He's just going to take care of my sheep. But can I tell you that God sees more in you than others seeing you. That God sees the purpose and the plans that he has placed on the inside of you. And you don't have to be stuck in somebody else's opinion of you. You don't have to stay stuck. And this is what happens to David. He's dealing with this rejection. He's dealing with the loneliness. He's dealing with this isolation. And we know he carries this baggage based on what he writes in the psalm. One in every fifth psalm has a, has a theme of loneliness and rejection. It's something David carried in his life because of his experiences. And many of us have those same kind of stories that something has happened to me. Something I have experienced has caused me to be in a place where I'm carrying weights. I'm carrying baggage. And I'm not going to let anybody see it. And here's the two biggest lies about baggage that many of us assume and believe. The first is... Because nobody else can see it, then it's going to be okay. We assume just because somebody else can't see what we're going through, that it's not killing us on the inside. Just because somebody else can't see and experience what we're dealing with, that the shame and the hurt and the rejection that we have, just because they believe our plastic smile, that it's okay. Here's the second lie is that, Because I'm functioning, I don't need to change. We assume just because we are going through the motions and we still can function and we're operational means that we don't need to change. But God never intended for you to be basic. God never intended for you to be average. God had big plans for your life and he wanted you to be free. And the weights that are holding you back were never intended for you to carry. But sometimes, you know, those are tough subjects, things that we don't want to touch because it makes us uncomfortable. We got to deal with some real inner hurt and inner pain. And if you haven't joined a small group yet, this is my plug for joining the freedom group because it will deal with that pain. But I want you to understand. And here's your next fill in the blank. Is that baggage cannot be ignored. 
baggage cannot be ignored. I know we want to overlook it, gloss it over. And, you know, my son, he's in this stage where he really likes to use a broom. Like, um, most of the time he makes more of a mess than cleanup. But he, he really likes to use a broom. But one thing he's been doing recently is that he will push all of it under a table or under a rug. And so he thinks he has cleaned it up. But the mess is still there. And that's how some of us treat the issues and the baggage in our life. We, we cover it up. We, we put it under a table, put it under a rug, but it is still there. And, and this is your next fill in the blank is if you don't deal with your baggage, your baggage will deal with you. If you don't deal with those things internally, those things will deal with you. In the case of Saul, he makes mistake after mistake because he doesn't deal with his baggage. In fact, the scripture we read about Saul, 1 Samuel 10 and 22, this was his moment to become king. He had been called to become king. And when it was his moment to step out and walk into the place that God had for him, he was nowhere to be found because he thought it was more comfortable to be with his baggage. And that's us, right? I don't want to go forward because it's safe with the baggage. I know this monster I'm dealing with. I know this stuff here and I'd rather stay here than uh, attempt or, or to, to, to venture into the freedom that God has for me. But if you don't deal with your baggage, your baggage will deal with you. Saul saw this, but I want to show you another individual in scripture who had to deal with this. His name was Jehoiakim. I know for you teachers in there, I, I bet that would be a real hard name to do role with. Uh, Jehoiakim, are you here? Please be careful when you're naming your children. No, um, but in Jeremiah chapter 22 and verse 21 and 22, we meet this guy named Jehoiakim. And what happens is he was never intended to be king. He, he's sitting in a place that he was never intended to be. His father was a king and he passed away and then his brother became king. But then his brother is taken away in captivity and now Jehoiakim is in a place that he's not prepared for because he hasn't dealt with the baggage in his life. And some of us, there are places that God has anointed us for, has destined us for, but he won't release us to go after it until we deal with the stuff in our life. Because if we get there without dealing with it, we'll fail. In Jeremiah chapter 22 and verse 21, this is what it says. This is God speaking to him. I warned you when you were prosperous, but you replied, don't bother me. Sometimes that's our response when God is nudging us about that baggage. We're like, God, I don't want to deal with that right now. I, I just want to feel good in your presence and sing songs, but I'm not really ready for you to change me. He said, don't bother me. You have been that way since childhood. Some of the baggage we're carrying is from our childhood. 
You simply will not obey me. Next verse says, and now the wind will blow away your allies. All your friends will be taken away as captives. Here's the lesson there is that our baggage does not only affect us, but it affects the people around us. It affects our relationships. It affects everything that we do. And if we don't deal with that baggage, it can literally ruin our lives. And I know that's heavy and I know that's difficult, but there is good news because God knew what we were going to be in before we ever got there. You see, God uh, um, made a payment before we ever had an invoice. And the reason is he says, you don't have to handle your own baggage. You don't have to handle your own baggage that he has made a way for you, that he has other plans. And David shows us this clearly in the text in in first Samuel uh, 17, verse 22. What David does is that he is carrying bags to his brothers. You see, although David was anointed king, his father still saw him as small and insignificant. He says, you're going to be my errand boy. But in the middle of that, David had some confidence. David knew that all Although I'm going to run an errand, God can have purpose in every situation. Although I am carrying this bag when he got to the place that he was going. He took the bags and he left it with the keeper of the bags. God has so much joy for us. God has greater things ahead of us. But what he's saying to us in this moment is greater is coming. But I need you to address the baggage in your life. And here's the practical move. We do like David and leave our baggage with the keeper of the bags. And that is surrendering our baggage to Jesus. Releasing that baggage to Jesus and knowing that he's the one that can take care of it. And here are three things, three reasons why we should do like Elsa and let it go. And that the first is Jesus paid for our baggage. In Colossians 1 and 14, he says he has purchased our freedom and forgiven our sins. That God made a payment for us to be free. He never intended for us to be bound. He never intended for us to walk with these weights and walk with this uh, heaviness and all of those things. God intended for us to be free. In fact, he said, who the sun set free is free indeed. He says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God wants you to find joy and have joy, but that joy is found in the freedom of his presence. And he paid for you to have that freedom. Second thing is that God has the capacity to handle your baggage. In Psalms 55 and 22, he says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. God's shoulders are broad enough. They're big enough to handle whatever you're dealing with. Whatever storm is in your life, whatever baggage that you are carrying, God is able to handle it. But not only that, you should let it go because God desires it. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, the writer says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. 
And all that is, is that God saw you in your future. He saw you smiling. He saw you free. He saw you hoping again, dreaming again. He saw you whole. He saw you walking in purpose. And he said, because of that joy that it would give me, the cross is worth it. I will take the pain. I will take the shame because I want to see my sons and daughters free. Here's the bottom line. We can spark joy in our lives by letting go of the baggage and embracing the freedom that God has for us. God has freedom for each and every one of us. And he has joy unspeakable, full of glory, the half of which has never been told. Your best days are ahead of you. And what we have to do in this moment is surrender that baggage to God. And what David teaches us that sometimes we got to surrender over and over. Whenever David found himself in a place that he picked up the baggage again, he went back to the altar of God and said, I surrender it. Take this. You're able to handle it, God. And some of us are carrying weights in here and you're you're worried about the cost and you're worried about what it's going to take. But I'm so glad that God wants us to have a Southwest experience. Your bags fly for free. Surrender those bags and that baggage to Jesus. But do me a favor. When you reach your destination, don't go to baggage claim. Leave the bags with the one who can handle it and walk forward in the freedom that God has for you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word that has been spoken. We thank you for the lives that are being touched right now, God. And every person under the sound of my voice or watching online, God, I pray for freedom to be like a wave and flow over them, God. I pray, God, that we would receive your grace that we will receive the freedom that God, we would surrender our lives and our baggage to you. God, for the person who hasn't made you Lord of their life, I pray God that right now they would say this prayer with me, Lord Jesus, save me and make me into the person that you want me to be. And Father, we are just grateful for your word that says we are free and free indeed. And that we don't have to hold on to this thing anymore. Help us to walk in this freedom. In Jesus' name we pray and every believer shout amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to StevensCreekChurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.